How many of y'all ready for the new year? Amen. Well, in about an hour and two, three minutes, you'll enter into it. Amen. Now, the thing about the new year is a new season. And y'all know we walk by faith and not by sight, right? And not by feelings either. Because two things I know that'll get you messed up walking with God is sight, what you see, and what you feel. That'll mess you up. Listen to me good tonight, church. Got a word from heaven for you. The Bible tells us there is a shifting. Not only is there a shifting from 2.20.09, but there's also a shifting in the spirit realm. Now, if you don't shift with it, then you'll be stuck back into your normal way and your normal things that you do. If a man or a woman chooses to do that, that's their business, because God has given every one of us a free will, right or wrong. You have the choice on how far you want to go with God. God has left that up to the individual, and I thank God that where I go in God is not predicated where you go or where you refuse to go with him. I, I, I thank God for that now. i got to be honest up in here now. I thank God for that. You see, it's left up to me. And the Word of God is letting us know here tonight that there are some things in store for us. Now, when we shift, it's not going to feel like a shift. That's why you got to shift in faith with it. Because it's not going to feel like anything has changed. And you might not even see anything right then that's changed. But that don't mean that the shifting hasn't taken place. Because you've got to take it by faith. It's all about faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Understand me now, what you see and what you feel will kill you. It'll, 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 it'll kill you. It'll kill you now. There's just no if and buts about it. I was looking at the twilight zone tonight, and it blew me away. Me and Brenda were sitting there. You know, I try to see God in everything. All you got to do is listen. And he said, the way to stand the devil off you is through the staff of truth. Okay, I caught that. Now, he also said that the weakness of man is what Satan uses for his strength against us. He said that the weakness of a man is found in what he sees he's not able to comprehend. And the devil knows that what man sees, being that he's not able to comprehend what he sees, the devil uses that as his strength against us. And that made a lot of sense because we can see the things and be looking dead at it that's killing us and taking us down. We're looking dead at it, but we don't see that it's killing us. The devil sees it and he uses that weakness of, of, of ours called blindness. He takes that and he kills us with it. So our blindness, our inability to see, not because we can't see, but because we refuse to see. He takes that inability and what he does is he uses that against us to take us out. That's what he does. So we see what it is that's taking us down, but we don't comprehend it. So we continue going up against what's taking us down as if we can beat it. You can't beat it. 
You can't beat it. It's designed to take effect. The thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. It's designed to take us out. So we see it, but we don't comprehend it. So by us not comprehending it, the devil picks up on it, and it becomes his strength. So what should be our strength becomes the devil's strength against us, all because of our refusal and inability to see. I want you to go to the Word of God with me on Hebrews Second chapter, we're going to start here, verse 1. Hebrews, the second chapter, verse 1. When you get there, say you have it, please. In the book of Hebrews, the Bible says in chapter 2, verse 1, <clears throat> The Bible tells us that, therefore, we ought mm -hmm. to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. In other words, we need to start paying a closer attention to the things that God is speaking to us from this pulpit. At least at any time we should let them slip. There's too much slipping going on in 2009, right? Now, if the shifting takes place, that means that we're going to have to do what the Word of God tells us here, and that is that we are going to have to make sure that we give more earnest heed to the things that you're hearing from God, from the pulpit. Because the things that's being spoken from this pulpit has never been to hurt you, it's always been to help you. Now, it might have hurt your little feelings. But what did I just say just a minute ago? If you walk by your what you see and what you feel, what will it do? Right. Bible said walk by what? And faith come about what? And hearing come about what? But how can you hear without a preacher? And how can he preach unless he's been sent? Alright? Don't say nothing about walking by what you feel. Well, he hurt my feelings. It's better for me to hurt your feeling than God. Because I'm no, did you not know that I'm your filter for now? As a pastor, I'm, the, I'm your filter, but at some point in time, the filter's going to be removed. Then what? Just you and God. In other words, it's going to be uncut then. That's straight up. Take a more earnest heed to the things which you heard. At least at any time, we should let them slip, you see, because we don't listen to the messages. After we leave here like we used to, so it goes in one ear. You can't get the, all the stuff that's coming across from this pulpit in one session. You got to go back. Even I myself go back and listen to this stuff through the week, hearing what God is saying. And if I do it as a pastor and he gives it to me first to give to you, oh, you, you know more than the pastor? You can retain all of this stuff? You know, so... We need to start taking heed. But you know what? That's a ploy of the devil. What the devil will do is get you to thinking that you don't need to do that no more. As if you've arrived. The only place you've arrived is a dead-end street. When you start thinking like that, I'm trying to just tell you the truth up in here tonight. I know we're going into a new year, but we're going into the new year with the truth. We ain't gonna, that's all we've ever done. And that's all we're going to continue to do is go in with the truth because, you see, we need to reopen. I said we need to reopen our ears because the Lord is building and adding to this ministry. And that's why I ordained those deaconesses because we're going to need some help. We're going to need some folks that's going to keep their eyes open and straighten things out when things need to be straightened out. We, 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 we got to have that because... 
You'll have a riot up in here if you don't, you know. See, you set the tone as to what goes and what don't go. The congregation sets the tone. I've been telling you this the whole time. Let's go to the book of Zechariah. Let's go to the book of Zechariah. Chapter 9. Zechariah, the Old Testament, straight before Malachi. And Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. When you get there, please say amen. I want us to go to Zechariah chapter 9. And I'm going to deal with verse 11 starting. And we're going to go and deal with some scriptures here. When you get there, are you there? Look here. The Bible says in Zechariah chapter 9 verses, <coughs> excuse me, verse 11, that as for thee also, it seems to me here that God is adding us in on something. He say, as for thee also. In other words, I'm going to include you on some things. He says, by the what? Blood of thy covenant. I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit wherein is no water. What are you talking about here? First of all, Leviticus 17.11 tells us that the life of all flesh is in the what? Blood. See, it's by the blood that we have this life, that we have this covenant. And God is saying here in this word that as for thee also by the blood of thy covenant I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit wherein is no water. Wait a minute. We know that those waters are blessings. He's saying, look, you've been a prisoner in a pit where there was no blessing." But he says, by the blood of my covenant, I'm going to change that for you. I'm going to include you in that. That's what this word says here. Now, who reports you going to believe? The question is asked by Isaiah. Do you wish to be included in this? Let's look at Isaiah 42, verse 7. Isaiah 42, verse 7. Isaiah 42, verse 7, speaking about Jesus coming on the scene. He says, to open the eyes to bring out the prisoners from the prisons and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. Too long church people been in the darkness of this prison house, in a pit where ain't no blessings. Going to church week after week after week after week after week, stir crazy, but not getting anywhere because, you see, they ain't understanding what this word is saying. Not because understanding ain't coming to you, but you're seeing it, but you ain't allowing yourself to perceive it. And the devil is taking it and using it as his strength when it's supposed to be your strength. That's what he's doing now. And you're wondering why am I no further? I cannot tell a lie. You won't get no further until you give God his first and put God first in it. I cannot tell y'all a lie. You come in for the truth. I have to tell you the truth. I cannot tell you a lie. The Word of God does not say, do everything else before you do for me. It says, do me first, and I got the rest. Now, that, that's the order now. See, the problem with the church, the reason why you church folk don't prosper no more than they do, the ones that ain't prospering, y'all hear me good, is because you don't follow instructions well. You still want to do it your way. And your way ain't done nothing but brought you misery. 
and it's going to continue to bring you misery until you do it. Because I'm going to tell you something about God. God will put his foot on your neck and you will not be able to get up until you decide to do it God's way. Once he has his hand on you. See, it's better for you not to fool with God than to fool with God and then try to get around him. You should have left him alone. You shouldn't have never got involved with the anointing on the house of destiny if you wasn't intended to go this thing the whole road. Now, I'm trying to tell you that because I told y'all from the beginning you were stepping up into something that was abnormal and supernatural. And those that catching it and catching it, they're being blessed more and more and more and more and more. And what happens is, is that when, the thing about blessings is, is that after a while, people that's not being blessed because they're not doing what God told them to do, they'll get so frustrated until they can't stand to be around. The, the blessed will begin to be their enemy. Word of God says here, Zechariah chapter 9, say he's going to bring you out that pit wherein there is no water. That's God's word. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 11. I'm going on into verse 12 now. He says, turn you to what? The stronghold. That means turn back to me. Somewhere along the line, God is telling them, and turn away. And he said, if you want to come out that pit where there's no blessing, you got to turn back to me. In other words, you're going to have to do it the way that I've instructed. You see, this is the book. He created us, and then he made this book as an owner's manual. This is the instruction book. Okay? You got your little old phones. Don't they come with the instruction book? Oh, you won't want to talk to me. I'll get back in, maybe you'll talk to me then. Now, you follow the instructions on it. Why? Because you want it to work. Ain't that right? Well, why you don't want you to work? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm getting up in here tonight with the Holy Ghost. I'm stomping him, stomping him, stomping him. Yeah. Yes, sir. Taking no prison. Taking no prisoners in 210. None. None in 2010. The only prisoners I'm taking is the one we bringing out the pit where there is no water. It's time for God's people to be blessed. It's time for God's people to know that God rules and super rules, not you. You will not prosper until you do it God's way. God's going to always find a way to get his. He'll blow on it, he says. The Bible says, turn you to the stronghold. Ye what? Prisoners of what? Hope. Oh, first was a prisoner in a pit where there wasn't no water. Now, he said, turn ye to the stronghold. In other words, turn back to me, ye prisoners of hope. Because you ain't turning back to God unless you got hope with you. See, you got, you see, because what you've been hoping in ain't working. I'm laying, in, I'm laying in my bed this morning, and the word of the Lord come to me, and the word of the Lord says unto me, it says, this is what I want you to tell the people. The value of the dollar is going down, while the value of the soul has just been going, going up. The price of a soul has just gone up. The price of a dollar? Now, you got your choice. Which one are you going after? Which one are you going after in 2010? You going, you, you, you going after a dead dollar? See, what you don't realize is that the dollar already dead. You might as well forget the dollar. You might as well forget that. Because you're working, you still have little. Why? But you didn't know that a little in God's hand is a lot. See, you didn't know that. You didn't know that. And the man of God who has experienced it is trying to preach it and teach it to you. 
and you still don't believe it. I'm not preaching and teaching something that I don't know, that I ain't experienced. I'm trying to help you. Because I've done it your way too and failed. But I turned back to the stronghold. Somewhere in there. Uh-huh. You prisoners of hope. Yeah. I turned back and I put my hope out of the dollar and back in the dollar, like it's supposed to be. Because somewhere in there I saw that even today it says, verse 12 here, y'all see it? He said, even today do I declare that I will render double unto thee. Now, I like that, double for your trouble. Now, I like that. God said, even today I'll do that. Isaiah 49, 9. Isaiah 49, 9. He said, that thou mayest say to the prisoners, go forth. There he is again. Go forth. He's saying, go forth. To them that are in what? Darkness. He says, I need you to show yourselves. They shall feed in the what? Ways. Mm. Ways of who, God? And their pastors shall be in all high places. Now, I like that. I'm talking about what God's words say when you turn to stronghold. Uh-huh. Turn ye to the stronghold, ye prisoners of hope. And I'll make you eat off the high hole. High place, you know. You don't have to eat the pig feet. You can eat up there on the rock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can do that. If you turn ye to the stronghold. Somebody say stronghold. Stronghold. And the stronghold is Jesus. But you got to turn back to him now. You got to turn back to him. Go down here to verse 16 in Zechariah 9, verse 16. Let me walk with you. You don't need no hooper. You need to know what this word is saying. You don't need no entertainer. Come you, you don't need that. I'm here to entertain you. I'm here to have, keep your soul saved. Well, I'm here for you. I'm entertain you. You want to get entertained, you got to go down to Wings or somewhere, wherever they call this place. Go down there and get entertained. Go to Hoodoo. Come up in here and get the Word of God. Play up in here. Verse 16 says, And the Lord their God shall save them. Oh, I like that. In that day. As the flock of his people. See, it's a lot of flocks out there, but I'm wondering, is this the flock of Jesus? Amen. And they shall be as the stone of a crown. You know what I just told you? The price of a soul is up, up, up. I mean, he's talking about our soul because that's what he's going to save. See, this ain't getting saved. It's your soul that's getting saved. He says it's going to be like stones. Of a crown. Crown represents royalty. Does it not? He says you're going to put your soul on display with royalty. Your soul has just went up in price. I'm trying to talk to you from heaven now. The devil don't want you to know about your soul being a jewel. So he want to keep you at all this other stuff. And I told y'all less than three weeks ago. I said some stuff y'all got to cut loose. Didn't I say that? For those of you that was here. So what the devil will do, see, the thing about House of Destiny, every time you miss a sermon, you need to be running trying to find it because I'm telling you, that's the only way you're going to keep up with what God is saying under this anointing. And I told y'all before, God ain't like where you can just, God never did nothing, Jesus never did nothing where he did it and then he didn't know what was next. He don't, he don't work like that. God don't work like that. God, excuse me. God don't work like that. God deals, and then he moves. He already knows what's next. See, there's a method to this. And it don't start working for you until you get into the methodology of it. And when you get into the flow of it, then it starts working. 
I told y'all before, it ain't church as usual. How many times have I told you that? You want to be blessed, get under the anointing. You can be here, but you're not under the anointing, and it don't work for you. You got to get in the flux if you want to be blessed. You see, the, it comes down, and you got to get position. So when it flows, and it runs over, my cup runs over. It got to run somewhere. So if the sheep at the water trough, and they in position, then the overflow going to flow into them. And then they're going to overflow, and somebody else will be in position with them, and it'll overflow. Don't you understand what God is trying to say up in here? Y'all look a little blank to me. I know you got it. I know you got it. We always had it, but now it's time to live it. Because having it in 2010 ain't good enough. You can't be here today and not here tomorrow and talk about I got it. I'm cutting. I'm cutting. Oh, I'm going to get the house straight. House got to get straight. Because the people coming. The people coming. And it's a sorry leader that can't keep the house straight. So the leader's got to be right. And now remember now, don't let your little feelings get hurt. Because we walk by what? Faith. Not by sight and not by what? Okay. Now everybody know when they're doing what they're doing and when they ain't. Right or wrong? All right. Now we men, right? All right. Now let's ante up. Let's quit like men. Let's be quick like men then. Bible says, they shall be as the stones of a crown. Lifted up as an ensign, which is a flag, upon whose land? His land. God said, I'm going to put you on display. Good God Almighty. God said, I'm going to put you on display, 2010, H-O-D. I'm putting you on display. I ain't got to ask you, do you really mean that, God? I believe. For how great it asks, the question, is his goodness. How great. And how great is his beauty. Mm. Corn shall make the young men cheerful. Boy, y'all ought to clap to that. And new wine to maize. What is he talking about here, corn? Corn is the bread of life. Don't you make bread from corn? Oh, no. When the man of seeds, what did they eat? The old corn. The ancient wisdom of God. Didn't it? When they crossed over the Gilgal and at the Passover, they ate the old corn. They ate the ancient wisdom. Man of seeds. Welfare system seeds, right? He said, look at here. Corn shall make the young men cheerful. We know that the young men are sons, they are builders. So the word of God is supposed to be making the builder in us cheerful. Because if we don't have joy, how can we have strength? And is it not written in Nehemiah 8.10 that the joy of the Lord is my strength? Is that not the word? So what the devil tried to do is take, because don't get joy mixed up with happiness now. They're not the same. Joy is a spiritual being from God that he places in us. And the joy of, of anything from God is a spirit now. The joy of the Lord, it says, is our strength. So joy comes from the Lord. It's a spirit. Because God is a spirit. Anything he sent out got a spirit in it. The earth got a spirit. That's why it moves. That's why it produces. That's why it grows. And it reproduces itself. And it reproduces itself. Because when God said, let there be light, he didn't have to go back and say it again. No, he set it in motion. And when it's set in motion, that's it. God says, now the old the coin shall make the young men cheerful. And the new wine, which is the spirit, that new spirit that God says he's going to put in you, are, are going to make the maids cheerful. And we know that maids got to do with the women, and we know that the woman is the inner 
reality of a man because the woman came out of a man. So whatever's inside of you, when you eat on this word from the spirit realm, it's going to make your soul happy. The inner reality that's within you is going to catch a hope to that joy too. It's going to do that. Now verse 10, look, look at chapter 10. For God trying to tell us something. But first before we go there, you got to look at that word new wine. He didn't say wine, he said new wine. New year, new wine. New wine, new spirit. Huh? You can't put new wine in that old 209 skin. It ain't gonna work. So whatever you were doing and whatever I was doing in 209, 20, 2009, alright. You can't be doing it in this new season, can you be? Or you're gonna get the same result, right? How many ever bridge out? Ain't nobody fixed. It's a one-way street. The bridge out. Ain't nobody fixed the bridge. Deep. Bridge still out. How many times you gonna go down through that bridge out, man? They got a new interstate. Bridge out. Every time you turn around, a record going down there pulling the car out. Bridge out. Recommend just happy, because he get paid every time he pull out. Bridge up. New wine can't go in old wine skin, digging it. It'll bust. That's why that word be popping them up in there, they run up out of here. Call new wine. That's that new wine. Make that old church wine got to go. They all been here because it's too hot. Because that new wine will put another thing on you. Oh, yeah, it will. Now, don't you play with me. That new wine will put something on you now. If you dig, you'll be digging up in here and you'll be for real when you do it, too. Because for some reason, I'm going to cut a jig and y'all going to cut one with me. Just give it a little more time. We're just surging right now. We're just getting it in order. They're going to be running around here soon like they're crazy. They're going to be drunk in the spirit. And it ain't going to be no joke. Bible say, ask ye of the Lord. Bible didn't say, ask ye of the clouds, or ask ye of the stars, or ask ye of your job. Bible say, ask ye of the Lord. Rain when? In the time of the latter rain. Word latter rain there means when it's needed the most. How many of y'all need some rain? Some blessings in your life. What he say, ask. In the time that you need it the most, he say, ask ye of the Lord for it. Oh, wait a minute. Don't get happy yet. Hold up. So the Lord shall make bright clouds. That means they're going to be clouds with lightning. That means that the Word of God is those clouds, and the Word of God is going to have insight in your life. You're going to be able to get a revelation from the clouds. You understand? Bright clouds. You see, where you've been reading the book and you didn't understand it, God's power will make the clouds bright. You're going to say, give them showers of rain and give them showers of rain. See, see, what he's trying to tell you is when this word opens up in your life and when you begin to get a revelation from God, then he say, I'm able to send the rain in your life. Well, let's see what the rain is. Go to Ezekiel 34, verse 26. Now, remember now, Ezekiel 34, verse 36, um, 26. Ezekiel 34, verse 26. Now, remember, remember the prisoner that was in the pit that didn't have no water? Didn't have no blessings, did he? All right? He said, now, when I open up this word to you, or better yet, when you ask of me and allow me to open it up. He says here that he's going to not only make the clouds bright, but he's going to give you showers of rain. And that showers of rain, he said, I will make them and those that are about my hill or what? I can't hear you. A blessing. And he said he's going to bring in the showers, didn't he? And what them showers going to be? 
Child of what? Blessing. Somebody say blessing. He says here in the book of Zechariah that I'm going to bring in a showers of rain. That means that he's going to shower you with blessing. That's what the Word of God says. He said you need to ask for the latter rain. See, the latter rain comes down harder than the beginning one. You understand? That latter rain is a dude. He said, ask of it. And the time that I'm going to give it to you is when you most need it the most. When you ask ye of the Lord. Didn't say ask of anybody else. Didn't say ask of the preacher. It didn't say it. It said, ask ye of the Lord. You've got to have a personal relationship with this thing. And that's what we teach us in here. You need to go and get your own reins. You ought not have to ask God to take you to the house of the Lord. You should be the house of the Lord. And any man, the Bible says, that's a scribe. It says in the Word of God is an instructor or a scribe in the Word of God. It says that he's like a man that owns a house. And he's able to go in and come out with treasures that are new and old. In other words, he's able to get a new revelation and he's able to bring out an old ancient revelation too. That's what he says now. That's what he says. So the Word of God says here, and give them showers of rain. We know that this rain is blessings, right? To everyone great in the field. He says here that when I bring it, I'm going to give to everyone grass in the field. You see what that is? What are you saying there? The field is the field of your life. And grass is growth. How many of y'all want some growth in your life? He said, I'm going to give everyone. He didn't leave nobody out. He said, I'm going to give everyone grass. Growth. In their life, which is of the field. In the field, better yet. But you got to follow the instructions, right? Got to do that, don't you, Dick? If you want to be black. What I always say to y'all, I say we serve a professional God, don't we? I don't care nothing about whether it hurts your feelings or not. If you're going to get up here and do anything for God, it's going to be professional. Did you hear what I say? Don't you know what I always say? If I got to work, you're going to work too. You're going to work me to death and I'll do it all. So, whatever we do, we're going to do it professionally. Right? Or we ain't going to do it. We'll just wait till we get good enough to do it, right? Instead of make a mess or something, right? Because there's too many people cutting corners. Why? Do you know people are getting mad at you when you uh, 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 challenge them to be a professional? Because Yeah, they will too. Because they're so used to doing things any and every kind of way. People will challenge you. If you don't believe me, you go on some of these jobs where people, they're used to cutting corners. And that's all they want to do is cut a corner. And they'll mess up everything. And don't you know it's harder to redo something than to do it right the first time? Right or wrong? First time. Take a little more time and do it right the first time. Boy, y'all welcome, brother. Now let's deal with you. Ask ye of the Lord. Because a lot of folks get happy on that. And they ought to get happy on it. Because it's the word of God. But let's do the Paul Harvey. Let's get the rest of the story. Let's go over here to James. Book of James. Talk about this asking now. The book of James. Chapter 4. James chapter 4. Verse 2. 6 and 10. 2 through 6 and 10. Okay. Let's see what we got here. James chapter 4. Look here. I'm going to read from 2. We're going to deal with 2 through 6 and then 10. Okay? All right. 
Look what God says here. Do, are we there? James? The word of God says in chapter 4, verse 2, it says, Ye love and have not. Do we not? Is anybody here exempt from that? I ain't think so. Because I'm finna get me somebody they sit up in the house of the Lord and tell a lie. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Mm -hmm. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye what? Ask not. And what we're talking about, ask not, right? Uh-huh. But then he said, ye ask and ye receive not. Wonder why? Because when you ask, you ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your love. You see what happened? You see, when you ask in God, and God don't produce it for you, it's because you're asking it for your own consumption, for your own love. You, you ain't lined up. You don't understand. You got to put the plumb line on it. You, you. Mess with me up in here tonight. You got to put the plumb line on it. You got to. Because if you don't, then what you're going to be doing, you're going to be asking, but it ain't going to be in congruency with God. So you're going to be asking what they call a miss. In other words, you're missing the mark. You remember what I told you? It flows down, and you got to be in position. You can't be over here doing your little thing or doing it your way, because when the blessing flowing, it don't stop, because you ain't got the cup under the fountain. Oh, y'all don't want to talk to me up in here tonight. Is anybody getting it up in here tonight? Oh, man, do I need to put this sword up tonight. You think God's water going to stop flowing? Just because you ain't in position? You just going to get left behind. Oh, somebody else going to get yours. Cause water gonna seep the Lord level. Now the one that under you is gonna mess around and get up above you cause you keep pussyfooting around and playing with this thing as if God gonna allow you to continue. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's the truth. Remember now we walk by what faith. Come on now, talk to me. Not by sight or not by what? Ah, oh, I can't hear you. Feeling. Because I got to get that imp up at you. Because that imp is dangerous. And we got a job to do for God. And we're going to have to put our own self aside. We got to put our own life Aside, just like Jesus did, he put his aside to do for us. Now we got to do the same. See, 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 now it's done reverse. Now the calling ain't on him, it's on you and me. See, this thing done been passed on now. And there, and I'm going to tell you a little secret. Since you act like it ain't. Somewhere out there in that eternal universe, there is a God that's going to call us before him one day. And he's going to ask you, what did you do with that talent? Oh, it's coming. And it may be sooner than we think. So we might need to take a more earnest heed to the things that we have heard, right or wrong. At least at any time they do what from us? Slip. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, ye adulterers, verse 4, and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Now that's word. Now let me tell you something about the adulterers and the adulteress, you see. Because first thing they think is that they've got something to do with a woman. 
No, it's you. It's your soul inside. See, see, any time, see, your soul is to be married to God. You understand? So any time we allow our soul to be in love with the things of the world, you know, money and this and that, you, you know all of that stuff that keep us from God, you know, you understand what I'm saying. She's all right. She's all right. She's happy. She's probably the only happy thing in here because everything else up in there getting towed up tonight. So let her go. Let her alone tonight. I got to have somebody happy up in here, dude. You're having some fun. But I'm speaking the truth. But I'm speaking the truth. So we say, yeah, adulterers and adulterers, that's the ones that step out on God from the spirit realm into the natural realm. And we all are guilty of that at some point in time. So I don't hear nobody talking about damn, they're not. Because we all are now. It says, do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? It lusts envy. The spirit in a man. It lusts envy. It always wants what somebody else got. You get, it says here up above it now, you, you, you lust, you have not, you kill, you desire to have and cannot obtain, you fight and war and yet you have not because you have not. You see, we do all these things. But he gave us more grace. Mm-hmm. Verse 6. Wherefore he said, God is just a proud. Look what he does now. But give a grace to who? soul make her boast in the Lord and the humble should hear and be glad. So when God do something for you, shout it out. Don't make no guilt. Who don't like it? The Bible says the humble should hear, Deacon. Deacon Hill, when God do something, you shout. Let them know. Let God, look, my soul make her boast in the Lord and the humble shall hear and be glad. It say the humble should hear. Now that old imp spirit will make the mother mad, but the humble. Sister Christine will hear and be glad. See, I love to see people blessed. I love to see a stronger favor on somebody else because that means I'm in the right place. Because that thing is contagious. It'll rub off. See, anytime you make friends with favor, good God Almighty. See, the thing about favor is this. You don't need a whole bunch of folks. You just need one with the right favor. Oh, you don't hear me. You don't hear what I just said. I say you don't need a whole lot of people. You just need one. The right one. With the right favor. Jesus Christ is the right one. He got it all, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about up in here. This one. Verse 10, he said, Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Let's go back to Zechariah. Zechariah 10 2. Don't try to rush. Over there, Zechariah 10 2. For look, the idol, over there. For the idols have spoken vanity, mm-hmm. and the diviners, the diviners have seen a lie. You see them now. Watch it now. They'll tell you a lie. And have told what kind of dream? False dreams. They comfort and what? You better watch who you let get close to you. You better watch who you let talk to you. And not only that, but you better watch yourself, because I'm telling everybody, your your soul, your sanctuary is a place of holiness for God. It ain't no trash dump. You take the trash somewhere else and dump it somewhere else. Don't dump it in my sanctuary. But my soul a trash dump. Vain comfort. Sitting there talking vain comfort to you. Bible goes on and says here. They comforted them. Therefore, they went their way as a flock. 
See, they went on their own as a flock. They were troubled because there was no shepherd. See, see, when, when you go your own way, you lose your way. You lose your way because you lose your shepherd. You thought you were the shepherd, but you were the sheep. And a sheep need a shepherd. Huh? So now you're troubled. Because you went your own way. You thought that you could read your scriptures at home. But the devil tricked you into believing that. Because that's what the devil want to do, isolate you. But the Bible says, forsake not the assembly of the, of the brethren. Well, I reckon God ought to know better than we ourselves because there is a way to seem right to a man, but the end is up there of his death. So we say, I think we need to do it this way. Well, I think you need to get on out of the way because you're going to get us all killed. Because I think we need to do it this way. <laughs> How y'all like me now? <laughs> huh? See, you've got to keep that old spirit humble, though. You, you, you know what I'm saying? And the only way... That you can beat the devil in people. Oh, y'all didn't hear me now. Let me hide. I say the only way you can beat the devil in people is through that word right there. Don't nobody hit me. Through that word right there. That's the only way. Because they'll buck you. Yeah, they will. They'll get in them committees. They'll buck you. Yeah, they will. Well, I think we need to do it this way. But you got to bring that word and you got to stand on that word. No, this is what the word says. This is what we're going to do. See, the old devil back up off that word. Old devil will. That's why we have our Bibles in here. Because, see, the old devil will try to trick you and say, well, that's just, that, he just, he just talking out of his flesh. No, talking out of that book. You look at that book. Bend your eyes down and look at it. And you'll see it. It's in the book. Now, can't fight against God. See, that's the only way you can be. How did Jesus beat the devil? With the word? That's the only way we can beat him. Because the devil's going to always try to put his two sin in and say, Did God tell you that you couldn't eat? Now, he knows that if you be eating that tree, you'd be just like him. But he used deception. For God then already told you that that's mine. Don't touch that. You touch everything else, but don't touch that. See, you already heard it. You, you already got the rules of the game. Now you're penalized. Not only that, but evicted. He says here, Zechariah 11, verse 6 and 7. Zechariah 11, verse 6 and 7. We'll close the shop. He said, just flip it over one. For I, look what he says now. See, if I told you this without showing to you, you probably wouldn't believe me. So I'm going to show it to you in the book. He said, for I will no more pity the inhabitants of the land. That's what he said. He said, I ain't going to pity them no more. Let me tell y'all something. We're in the book of the Revelation right now. We're in the last book. We, we, it's time. The Bible says whatever little bit of God that you got, you better hold on to it. It's all about you now and your relationship. I told you that before. It ain't about what somebody... Don't you ever get so... Y'all hear me good. Don't y'all ever get so connected to nobody in here that if them jokers decide to leave, you going to go too like an idiot. You're a fool if you do that. God didn't come in here with him. <laughs> now you know, you, you, you know, now you listen to me now. You're going to let somebody take you out of your house. A Jezebel. Well, you know, I wouldn't put up with that. <clears throat> if he was my husband. But old Jezebel ain't married and been married 80 times. And won't nobody stay with her now because she's crazy. Hey! 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 
but, but listen to me, Jack. You done got, you done hooked up with that thing, see? Now, the Bible says that if you lay down with a harlot, you become it. That's why you got to be careful. That's why I be telling you, don't let, don't you do it. Don't you let that old thing get you. It, and don't let it come from within you and make you a fool. Because, you know, you got a, people got that old fool in them, too. It'll talk to you when it ain't got nobody to talk to you from the outside. It'll find the way through on the inside and talk to you. And you'll still be crazy. I'm talking up in here. Mm-hmm. your own self. So we got to be careful because you just, now, for I will no more pity the inhabitants of the land, says the Lord, but lo, I will deliver the men, everyone, into his neighbor's hand. Didn't I just say to him, listen, look what he's going to do. Who you want to be? You gonna, if you listen to that, you're going to be delivered into your neighbor's hand. And your neighbor is crazy. Because your neighbor is trying to pull you away from a good house. You had a good home, but you left. I'm staying home at nine. I'm staying home with this one. If you ain't got sense enough to stay home at, with yours at home, then naturally you're going to come to the church and try to pull somebody to go with your old crazy self. And you can't even keep a man or a church yourself. Oh, y'all know I'm telling the truth up in here. Preach this in here. I'm gonna preach it. I'm gonna preach it into the new year. Five minutes. So the Bible says here, he's gonna turn him over into his neighbor's hand. And to the hand of his king. Some of our king is the wrong king. And they shall smit the land, and out of their hand I will not deliver them. Did you hear what he said? All of those that allowed themselves to be pulled, you're going to be in the hands of your neighbor and in the hands of your king. He, God said, I'm not going to deliver you out of that. In other words, you're going to be most miserable. Most miserable. Is that not the word of God? Am I making this up? It's a... <laughs> Right there. He said, I'm not going to deliver you now. But look what he's going to do for us. Verse 7. Here's hope. He said, I will feed the flock, not somebody else. God said, I will feed the flock of what? Slaughter. The one who loves Jezebel spirits and stuff is trying to kill and stuff. But we're not allowing it to happen. We're fighting against it. God said, I'm going to feed you. Then he goes on and he says, even you. See, he brings it on in and says, even you. Oh, poor of the flock. Oh, boy. Don't you know that the poor in spirit shall inherit the kingdom of God? Oh, poor of the flock. See, you don't become rich in God till you become poor. Become poor. Become pitiful. And watch God work in your life. Watch him work in your life. But if you get haughty with him, he'll smack you down. He'll show you, yes, he will. Stay pitiful. Stay poor. Stay humble. Because the word poor there means to stay humble, to stay pitiful with him. You know, in other words, I need you, Lord. I really do. I need you, Lord. I cannot do this on my own. I need you, Lord. Help me, you know. Help me. I need some help here. He said, ask me of the Lord. Lord, help me. Help my people. He said, oh, poor of the flock. And I took him to me. I took two staves. In other words, those two stars, we know that two represents the covenant. We know that the stars represents growth. So God took the covenant of growth and one he called beauty. Did you not know that beauty means splendor and grace? So God is going to grow 
splendor and grace in you. He's made a covenant with you for splendor and grace to grow in you. That's beauty, all right? But he got another one here, and another I call bands, which means tied to an inheritance. Oh, God. God has tied us to an inheritance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he said, I'm going to do two things for you. I'm going to grow splendor and grace in you, and I'm going to tie in my inheritance with it. Because my inheritance is so glorious and so splendorous that I've got to grow splendor in you for you to understand and be compatible with it. You understand what I'm saying? You, you, you understand what I'm saying that you can't burn regular gas in a, a one of them North Star engines on a Cadillac. You know, you understand if you can't buy the gas, don't get your car. Because don't think you're going to go downtown to the Cadillac place and they do something for, for a hundred. You better be ready to kick out about five every time you go down there to do anything. So don't get it unless you can afford it. Now I'm just trying to tell you what, some, some good stuff because a lot of times we go beyond our ability because we don't count the cost of this thing. You see, all we see is what we want right now, but Look down the road a little ways. Now, so God looked down the road of our future. And he said, now, I got this man-child up here. Y'all remember the man-child that's up there? You know, that's another story, y'all. Some of them know about it, some of them don't. But he's still there, and we're still feeding him. And he's still growing, because when we step into glory now, we got to put him on. Bam! You know, we got to be suited up like that. Now, you got to have the grace and the splendor. He got to grow you up in that in order for you to step into that thing called, oh, well, you, it won't be compatible. You understand what I'm trying to say here? Amen. It won't be compatible. You're going to have a software program that's not compatible with your hardware. And it ain't going to work. So, you know, well, you're going to be rejected because the QA man, gonna, the angel, he can't come in because you don't fit. It don't fit. Yeah, but I, Lord, didn't we do that? Lord, didn't we do this? Yeah, but everybody said, Lord, Lord, and we ain't going to enter in. You see, Lord, didn't we do this? He said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I, don't, I never knew you. But we did this. We, I said I never knew you. Because you, all you were was a church goer. You wasn't a kingdom dweller. All you were, you went to church, to hear somebody sing some songs and to get hyped up. And you thought. And you didn't demand no more out to preaching. So your preacher been preaching the same old thing 50 years. And you've been sitting there under it. And you didn't demand nothing. By now, y'all been teaching yourself. I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it. Because when we come through that door, we're going to get knowledge. Knowledge from this book. We have to. He says, I took two things. Beauty, which is splendor and grace. And I took that inheritance. Now look, he got two inheritance for us. Go to Psalm 2.8. He said, if you ask of me, there he is again, talking about ask of me. Go to Psalm 2.8 and see it on these say that. Psalms 2.8. Don't it say, ask of me? Yes. And I'll do what? Yes. What? We're talking about inheritance, aren't we? Yes. He said he'll give you the heathen. What? For an inheritance. That's that, that's that unsaved person, right? Mm -hmm. He said, if you ask of me, I'll give you the heathen. For an inheritance. He didn't say, I'll give you church folk. He said, I'll give you the heathen. Because you can't teach church folk kingdom. You got to teach a heathen kingdom. Somebody that's been beat down from the world and get them right from the Now, if you get one beat down and, and start them out and, and, and keep them in church, they, they'll never understand. They won't. 
I'm going to tell you something. We preachers have done a bad job for God's church, for God's kingdom. We have messed it up. We have just messed it up. I'm talking about we preachers. Because I get sick of them myself when I look at them and what they feed the people. How somebody sit there and listen to somebody who's been holler and ain't Come on, man. I don't want to hear nothing about no woman relationship with you. Come on, man. Give me the word. If you give me the word and get me into the kingdom of the word, then all of my problems will be settled. I want to be preaching on that. Did you hear me? Just give me the word. That's all I need. If I want a marriage counselor, I'll go downtown. But if you get the word, you're not a hound marriage counselor. If you're walking side by side in the Word and, and, and you're studying together in the Word and growing together in the grace of God, but says here, then I'll give you the healing for an inheritance. You're talking about inheritance now. So that's the first thing he's going to tie to you is a down low inheritance. When I say down low, I'm talking about one from the earth. Oh, we got another coming too. Now, what happens is, is that when that, when that inheritance from the heathen comes, because you ask God for it, it develops a thing called fruit for you in the spirit realm. That's what it does. That's, not, that's why it's so vital. Now, if you go over here to 1 Peter 1, verse 3 and 4, 1 Peter 1, Verse 3 and 4. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us unto a lively stone by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To a what? Inheritance. Talking about an inheritance now. But this one is eternal. And, thank you, James. And undefiled. And that fadeth not away. Reserved well. For who? For you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord.